On this episode of Bootstrappers, we're going to talk about after hours maintenance. Best ways to onboard a unit, house, client, best practices for after hours maintenance, and how to keep it simple so things get done right. That's on this episode of Bootstrappers. Welcome to Bootstrappers, a unique program designed to help make your business better. From property management to remote workers, Bootstrappers is here to help your business succeed. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. So let's lace up those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to Bootstrappers, where we talk about topics that matter to real estate and property management entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Gwen Aspen, here with my spouse, Jeremy Aspen. That's me. We have a super exciting, very hot show today, talking about after hours maintenance and leasing calls. Say it again, girl. (laughs) Say it again. We're here. I can try it. We have an awesome guest, uh, Jose Delgado, who's the Chief Operating Officer at Anaquim. And he's been the director of Rent Manager Call Center for, I don't know, three years before he got the new role. And so we know literally everything at this point about best practices for managing after hours calls, which is literally the hardest thing in property management. Uh, it, yeah, it is one of the it is one of the most difficult things. And what do we have? We have something like, I don't know, 80,000 units in uh, management for the call center. So on any given day, we have heard everything. Yeah, so we're gonna go through things like best practices, managing maintenance people, preventing burnout, um, what kind of information you should have in your system, how you onboard buildings for success, how you manage after hours expenses. We're gonna go over everything regarding after hours And costs. then all you have to do is do it. This is Bootstrappers powered by Anaquim. We help transform and scale your business. We improve your profitability for sure. And whether it's virtual assistance, a 24-hour emergency hotline, uh, maintenance, leasing, or full-blown back office support, hell, we're even doing all office support these days, we've got you covered. So this is a fun show for me because I, I always love going down memory lane, Jeremy, about when we first got started with our property management company. And you know I love you, and I think you're amazing. But I I remember when- That's what what she said (laughs) right before the divorce lawyer showed up. No, but I remember when we were first starting, and you were like a one-man show, pretty much, uh, at the beginning. And you were taking the after-hours calls, and I remember turning to you in the middle of the night and going, baby, you're so good at so many things, but taking these after hours calls is not one of them. Yeah, well, in my defense, <laughs> she was being a bitch. It the, was, the tenant, <laughs> the tenant, it was awful. It was, okay, exactly my point. Yeah, it was. Exactly my point. And it doesn't matter because you know what? That is what happens it, all They're the time. They're always that way. And you just have to handle it Because no one's in a good mood at 2.30 in the Nobody. morning. Nobody. And uh, so in Mike, I um, ended up, uh, deciding at that point that I did think it was probably most appropriate to hire somebody. Yeah. Somebody had to be doing this for I us. was on your side on that decision. 100%. <laughs> well, so, and I wanted, I mean, at that time we were working six or seven days a week. And, and so part of why I was so frustrated and didn't do a very good job answering the phone is because I was burned out. You were. Which is what happened. You totally were. Yeah. So, um, but we should talk about all the iterations because, of course, when you start a property management company, you're going to answer the phones all the time yourself. And then after you hired the next person, tell us about how the after hours maintenance works. So, operationally, what has to happen is that, um, well, 
Jose will attest to this, I'm sure, but about 80% of the phone calls, maybe even 90% of phone calls you get in the evenings, weekends, and holidays are not issues that need to be dealt with right now. So all I really wanted was to have somebody to be able to pick up the phones and filter 80 to 90% of the unnecessarily urgent calls so that I could deal with just those few. That right. became manageable. I didn't like that either, which is why we ended up opening up a call center, which we can talk about later. But at least 80 to 90, when you get to about 200 units, you're busy on weekends, yeah, evenings, holidays. that's so you're, true. There's nothing you can do about it. You're, it's just statistics. And if you have multiplexes, you're gonna have a, a higher percentage of them. So really all I wanted to do, the, this is the engineer in me, wanted to weed out as many of the calls that I could that I could, so I could dedicate the energies I was going to spend in, during times that I didn't want to work on things that actually needed to be done, the useful activity. So we had uh, some property managers take calls. We have had people in Mexico, like our virtual assistants mm -hmm. or remote assistants, remote professionals take calls. We had our maintenance manager take calls. We did it a bunch of different ways. It was always not amazing because it was someone's it wasn't anyone's profession it was like you usually work monday through friday oh i need you to work on the weekends and and they had the same issue like that and, i was having and they They're, would get burned out mm -hmm. and then their quality during the week would suffer because they were working so hard on the weekends so i want to get to my favorite story about this which is kind of like the apex of suckiness of after hours calls so i remember i think it was back in 2017 it was a horrible winter here in omaha and we went to uh our business partners who are like our best friends too at the property management company we all have little kids and we were like let's do a staycation at this crappy ramada that has like a cold water like cold water water park and the just, water is like freezing there my it's lawyers like, are telling nice. my lawyers are telling me to say that ramada is not a crappy place <laughs> it just so happened this one was so, so we were at this uh, staycation here with the cold water water park the kids were having fun it was sunday morning and i just had this feeling cuz it was my job to just make sure someone was set up for the weekend call and everything was ready to go. So they just had this feeling like just come over me that no one was answering the calls. And it's February in Nebraska, so it's freaking freezing cold and we all know that uh, no heat calls are like life and death, right? So this feeling comes over me. I grab my cell phone. I go into the VoIP system. 36 unanswered phone calls. On Saturday. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. I was furious. So I called the guy who was our maintenance manager and I was like, WTF, what the hell happened? And he is in North Carolina at a disc golf Frisbee competition. Golf. Yeah. And he says, oh, unfortunately I have bad reception here. And I was like, BS, there's no way that well, you didn't miss, that you missed 36 calls for bad reception. But basically at the end of that call, we both knew that I was in a hostage situation. He was doing a great job Monday through Friday. How many great handymen are there? I mean, there it's it's not it's all the very, ones that we hire. All of ours are amazing, yeah. but it's not like you can f just they're hard to get. It's not like it's there's one in a million that show up and do amazing work. And he knew because of the demographics of the operation and who's available 
that what what are you gonna fire me because I didn't do a good job on a weekend when I do an awesome job Monday through Friday he knew I wasn't gonna fire him and I just at this point we had been in property management for so long I just couldn't live this way anymore I couldn't live this way anymore I was sick I was burnt out I was sick of it it was like every weekend and holiday was stressful wondering if the person's gonna pick up the phone and I needed a solution, and so I said to you, we have to just start a call center. Yep. <laughs> like, I, I'm gonna solve this problem for us, and we're gonna solve it for everybody because we nobody can live like this long-term. And thus was born the Rent Manager Call Center. And let me caveat this with, even though it is a Rent Manager Call Center, we do, we're the white label of uh, Rent Manager Call Center stuff. Um, these things that we're gonna talk about today have everything to do with Emergency calls, yeah, it doesn't, not, this, not rent manager. This isn't gonna be an infomercial. This is right. just about the difficulty of managing after hours calls. It truly is the hardest part of property management. Also, I think it's the biggest point of contention with owners and property managers is something goes wrong uh, historically uh, before we've kind of teased this out. There, there's some kind of problem in after hours calls. It's like three times the cost to fix anything if it's on a holiday, two times if it's at in the middle of the night. And owners are pissed because they spent a lot of money, tenants are mad. A week in property management, oftentimes a big portion of it is just teasing out the problem that happened on the last weekend. Would you not agree? Yep, yeah, because it, and it shows up in billing. And it it's shows so up stressful. I feel like any problem that's a result of after hours calls is like the most stressful, horrible problem to resolve. So we can talk about those things so, and it's probably, uh, this is, so after you ran the call center for a little while when we were just starting it up, um, Jose came on board, Jose Delgado, who is the chief operating officer of Aniquim. Hello. Hey, Hello, going Jose. On? He's in New hey. York right now talking to some of our clients out there. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Great. So um, can you tell us your experience? Well, just tell us what what Rent Manager Call Center is and how, what problems it solves. And then we'll go from there. Um, of course. Uh, the call center, like you, you mentioned, uh, primarily is, is taking those calls, taking, making sure none of those calls uh, are missed. That's really the most important thing. And, uh, and we do that, and we do that very efficiently. And uh, um, the primary purpose of it is, uh, I, I think Jeremy is, is right, and I don't, based on the last statistics, it hasn't changed. Regardless of how many doors we have, there's, it's typically around 90%, maybe higher, of the calls that are not emergencies, especially on a Friday night in the East Coast. Really? We know how to go out and have fun. We get a lot of those. Can you please let me in? Can you please tell her that I'm sorry and let me in today? I don't have forgotten my code. Like, are you in the lease? No, but can you tell her for me? We There's there's a few of those. Um, a, a day, uh, a Friday. But <laughs> on a Friday, on a Friday, Thursday, Thursday, maybe. Friday, Saturday, not so much. But, it's a Friday time. That weird. So, so I want to just bring up a key point that you just mentioned. So one of the things, whether you're in rent manager call center has an integration with your rent manager system. So if somebody's on the, we, we check and make sure someone's on the lease and you have one database, so the information's right. And what, what happens though, when people have two databases or like a call center that's not integrated with their system is they don't have the right lease information. 
And so some That's like it. everybody gets locked out when they're moving in, right? Because they don't know how the doors work. They don't know how, how hard the door, they forget to unlock it, whatever. Something bad happens. They forget the code, yeah. And then, um, and then they call, and then the after hours call center doesn't have the information that they now live in the apartment. And now your move-in is a disaster because the person's moving in and they literally can't get into their own house for the weekend where the moving truck is there and their whole family came in to move them over. It's like literally the worst to move in. It happens. And it happens all the time. So having, I guess the point here is if whatever you're gonna do for after hours calls, if you're gonna have a duplicate database, make sure the information's always correct. Yeah. Or get an integrated system like we have or have somebody on your team with access to the real information answering the phones. But That's absolutely it. If, if we can solve that problem, if someone gets stuck outside, if they're on the lease, we can help them out. We cannot solve love, love problem. No, and, uh, but the problem also is, is with, <laughs> with that, if you have your regular staff taking those calls, that's where the burnout happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, who can t manage those calls all weekend? And if they're just on their cell phone and they're at the bar answering the calls, then if it's something that needs to be addressed on Monday, the tenant has to call in again on Monday because it's not in the system. And then you're doubling efforts and it's a bad customer service experience. So it's helpful to have somebody who's actually entering the system into your real system the one that you use on a daily basis so there's no additional data entry on monday and it's a good customer service experience and you can get on it on monday morning right away that's it um that that 90 percent not non-emergency is it's an extremely important factor the burnout comes from having to manage those we'll manage those we will filter the ones that are truly emergencies and we will take care of those and we will call, we will escalate if it's a tr it's truly an emergency. Otherwise, everyone gets to rest. The integration is extremely, extremely valuable. We don't have to call just to ask a question. And we don't that's call you just one. to let you know that we got a call. That's true. Yep, that's a big deal. Like we don't have to call somebody up, which so we block the call, and then we have to make a call which just is just a little bit more refined, but we're still not blocking them from the interruption in their day. So like, what was it, what's an example of a call that you're blocking them from getting because of the interaction or integration? Um, I would say key tag information, the key code or um, what's the key code to get into the front door? That's, the that's gate. very, very common. Yeah. That's, that's why we get so many calls in the, in the cities of, uh, of uh, big uh, multi-unit uh, levels. That's very common. Um, blocking the call uh, also for an emergency, true emergency, my apartment is flooding. Is It's, it's a common one. Um, okay, is it really flooding? Can you share a picture? Are you able to shut off the water? Uh, can you tell us? It's just a few key questions to determine if it's truly an emergency, it, because it, it could be. Most of the time, it is not. So we, since we have that true integration, when we started the call center, I was the manager on call. And I got one of those, it's flooding calls in a single family, like beautiful, brand new house. And it was awesome because the client had put in the water shutoff information 
into their system. They had written it down. So they did an awesome onboard of the of the house where they had all the appliance information, all the water shut off, like it was gorgeous and I had access to it. So I remember walking the lady through, I was like, go under the, the basement stairs, open the door. There's another little door on the right. There's a red handle, pull it up. And we were able to stop the flood over the phone, saved the owner thousands of dollars. We never got to thank you. <laughs> But you know, so here's the takeaway. Here's the thing that we, that, that if you're a property management company, here's what you do. Onboard the tenants, the units, the properties, and the owners well. Have all of that information that you brought. It, because if you have an appliance, like let's say the serial number, make, model, and serial number of a, of a, of a uh, washing machine, and, and someone calls in about that washing machine, it is so much less expensive if you manage your negotiations, right? To call up a vendor, tell them what's broken with the make and model, then they don't need to go out there, find out what the issue is. They can start working on bringing the right pieces to the first visit and get it knocked out. So not only do you save a trip, but you're also saving the time for the tenant to have their dishwasher back on board. And if it's like a air conditioner and it's super hot and that would be an after hours call, you're cutting the time down if it's two times the expense because it's on the weekend or whatever, you're cutting it down maybe in half the time that it takes to maintain it. So you can really save your owner's money and the customer service experience is so much more professional and we're always chasing those online reviews. Right, yeah. Um, back to the multifamily though. Multifamily after hours is like so different than single family. Don't you agree, Jose? It is very different. Uh, demographics, geography, it, it, it's, it's all different, uh, a different scenario. Um, we know our clients, if used well, um, the opportunity to put in uh, details, guidelines, the UDFs, if used rent manager use properly instead of maybe all these guidelines being outside of rent manager and trying to integrate it, trying to give us a link to those guidelines. Um, there's ways to do it in rent manager the way that uh, Jeremy just uh, broke it down, uh, that all of those things now make the uh, variability of the types of calls that we're gonna get a lot more simple because as soon as we pick up the phone, we know who it is. We know what those guidelines are asking us to do. We know what the exceptions are. They're what we try to get them to focus on since we focus on property management is what those exceptions are. What is it that you don't want me to do? Um, what is truly an emergency, et cetera? Um, there, there's a lot of detail. And I think that uh, the integration itself is sounds pretty valuable, but it's a lot more valuable than, than, than a lot of people um, typically anticipate. So I want to give an example, properly. example of why it's, in, it's uh, valuable. So let's say someone calls in and w with, with our system, it pops up if they're in someone's rent manager system, it pops up who they are and where they live. If you don't have that integration right from the phone, one, two, three main street can easily become two, three, one main street. And then what you're doing is you're sending out an expensive technician to the wrong property. And let's say it is a flooding 
call and they can't get the water off themselves and they really need a plumber well they the time that the flooding is going on is now twice as long and you wasted money going to the wrong house it's so expensive to do after hours maintenance poorly very difficult to make a mistake with the integration very uh, yeah that's very actually a better way of putting it because yes. it is you would actually physically have there's a phone number it pops up it cross-references it pulls up a profile you know who you're talking to you can say hey john doe how are you doing um and be accurate mm -hmm. and that's a big deal and there's no human because, and you don't need to, uh, error that you're working around. yeah you don't need to do what's your last name what's your first name oh god forbid it's uh you know john smith because literally we probably have 40 John Smiths in the software and now you've got to rifle through all of those. Um, so I want to talk about one other thing um, with this is the fair housing violations that you can get if you don't do after hours maintenance consistently. So here, here so. is a protection and this is this doesn't even necessarily need to have an integration. So even if you have a software that doesn't have an integration, one thing about having a call center, something that specializes in phone calls, is that they can take a call and if they handle the work orders identically for everybody, then you know that they're entering the system, whether it's some super simple, unsmart system like sending it by email, um, or sending it in or via an integration, you're treating it exactly the same. Now, there's still opportunities where your employee, which protects you from fair housing, there's still an opportunity for your employees to maybe make decisions based on race and, and sex, uh, creed and whatnot. Um, but at least you know that everything is entering the system uh, immediately and every time that somebody uh, calls in, you're protecting uh, yourself with uh, that kind of a system. Okay, so Jeremy, you're so right about fair housing and how everything has to be entered the same way. Um, but that goes to guidelines and making sure that people answering your phones have to be well-trained or have like a list of guidelines that they use that are always the same for each and every person to avoid a fair housing violation. So Jose, you work with people very closely on making sure that they have nip and tuck guidelines. What guidelines do you recommend people have for after hours calls? Uh, honestly, staying on that same uh, uh, advice of consistency, the best advice is to not overcomplicate the process. Um. And if you have uh, uh, plumbers, if you have electricians, and the steps that we are to follow are not overcomplicated, the escalation is not overcomplicated, how we treat each tenant um, in this more simplistic form and quick reaction and making sure that they are safe, um, uh, the property is in good shape and no one's in harm's way. That's extremely, extremely important. So the guidelines started from the highest level on how what's an emergency that's really important and keeping keeping uh, that um, aligned uh, allows us to stay consistent in every single call that in turn if we keep it simple um, and we focus on those emergencies that in turn will allow us to be more efficient effective in our way of treating uh, those calls but also the value the underlying value that we learn quickly within a few months of starting the program was how cost effective it is. At the very beginning, there was a lot of 
we want this, we want, um, we want you to answer the phone in this way. We want a, 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 a silly example would be, hi, Jeremy, thank you for calling Wistar. How are you today? How can I help you? Versus, hi, Jeremy, how can I help you? Something really simple allows us to be consistent, allows us to stay within the guidelines of what we're supposed to do as property managers uh, or representing the property managers. And uh, lo and behold, it keeps the cost down significantly of, of mm. operating significantly. It keeps it uh, the way that we were operating at the beginning. We probably going that route, consistency and accuracy, simplicity, um, up to the to the escalation point um, allowed us to compare to the beginning the first six months shave at least 50 to 60 percent in the cost Ooh. it meant at the very least it meant going from a seven eight minute call in average we're averaging two minutes a call mm. yeah. and saving and, and generally triaging them so that they can be handled on monday right that's it yeah because yeah. you don't have to ask a million questions if you know it's not an emergency you can put the information into the software and uh and then on monday your customer service people go into their queue and see all the service tickets they need to follow up on and they don't have to do the double data entry if you have a third party that's not integrated in your system you wake up on monday with 25 emails where you have to find the entry, enter into the software, and then your morning, somebody on your team, their morning is just entering in all the information from the weekend. The other good thing is if it's already in the software, your billing is pretty easy, or is easy, because it's, it's already, you have the service tickets, then if you t send out a vendor, they have access to that number, there's no trying to figure out which issue goes with which service ticket and then your billing's easier too so it saves you money across the board not just oh, with yeah. the call but with the whole process afterward well and another important guideline i think if you're a property manager you want to write this one down you need to make it so that your call center knows which utility company is in charge of that you know the electricity or the gas because um there's a couple of things that you can do to save money and one of those might be my electricity is out you troubleshoot a little bit and you just tell them to call the electric company because the neighborhood's down and there's nothing that the call center or the property management company can do but also in the case of a gas leak and this has happened and we have uh, documented saving lives uh, in a couple of occasions because one thing that w we do as a call center and we did this as a property management company is that if there was a gas leak, we had a protocol which was to you know, tell them to call the, the gas company. No, we call the gas company with them on the phone and we, we stay on the phone call to make sure that the story is actually passed on to the, the gas company. Because sometimes people might be drunk or you might be dealing with somebody that has a mental disability. And they, they, you might tell them to call the gas company, but if they don't, they're just as dead. Right. So they'll say, no, we, we have those examples. They say, no, they refuse. OK, then let us help you. Yeah. And we'll take them. We'll, we'll pick up the phone. We'll connect them to the utility company. And then we can kind of triage a potentially deadly situation because, you know, I mean, we've learned, you know, at Wistar, we lost an employee due to a gas leak. And so we take that extremely seriously. 
And my point is that you, you, uh, hope no other property management company has to go through that. Take gas leaks very seriously. And there are some big emergencies. There's fire, there's gas leaks, there's, um, there's carbon monoxide poisoning. Right, Jose? And if you use a generic call center, because that's another option where you can just, there are people will just answer any kind of company's calls. Yes. And if you use one of those, they are not trained to handle actual emergencies at all. Like what happens if uh, somebody calls in and says, hey, we found a dead body? Well. Okay. What's the protocol? I'll make uh, you I'll make an email. <laughs> I'll make an email. I'll send you an email, and then Monday when you open it up and care. We, we had we had the the uh, the option of our clients sending us all their calls at any given moment, just turning everything on. Just the fact, the way that we're set up, just the fact that if they don't answer the phone, we will, whether it's our after hours True. or not. Um, we just went through through this with Texas. Um, okay. The emergencies in Texas, and was it last year, two years ago, uh, the earthquake in Alaska? Alaska. Um, they turned over everything to us. They just asked us to make really good notes, uh, put everything in the system, take care of them, tell them because they didn't have electricity. The, uh, where the closest shelter was, that would that became the guideline, mm. um, and and who to call, and we were going to get back to them uh, as soon as possible, obviously. But call us back if you need anything, because we were going to be there. We were going to be there to answer any questions, make him feel that um, we were taking care of them. So that was that was really uh, um, it was something that happened. It was something that happened very early, um, in that probably we were able to really support uh, uh, our client in in Alaska. And to take this on maybe a lighter note. Um, one wonderful thing is if something's wrong with like a multi-unit complex, like let's just say that the garage door to a multifamily isn't working and it's a high-end apartment complex. Uh, we can have in the guidelines exactly what's going on. Yes, we're aware of the problem. Mm. Here's the workaround to open the garage and we have it scheduled to be fixed on Monday. What that does for our clients is it allows, first of all, it reduces the stress level of the tenant right away. They're like, oh, they've got it, they're handling it, I can handle opening it up by hand, or I now I know why it's open all the time, or whatever the deal is. And then on Monday, you don't get like slammed with phone calls about something you already know. Well, yeah. And so that has, and on top of it, it equals a great customer service experience, so these complexes, which are competitive, it results in five-star reviews up and down the board. It makes people happy about their living experience, and when they're happy, they stay, which is also less expensive. So I was gonna try to make it, I was gonna try to come up with some argument where if you use a call center that just uses emails, it's not integrated, and they just take calls, you know, it's fine, you can make do. But the integration part, now that we're talking about it, I, I would not ever use a call center that's not somewhat integrated because one of the other things you know we have a different vantage point right because we were a property man we we're a property management company that uses a call center and we own the call center but one thing that's really useful is that if you have a multiplex or or the city an area goes out we can actually see the work tickets that have been created in the recent past and identify a trend so that instead of having uh, 67 or 100 emails or, or tickets created, we're, we're stopping it mid, right at the very beginning. It's like, oh, we got the electric thing. That is, you've got to have an integration in order to be able to see that stuff. Oh, or so have does it one, result in like 
tons and tons of ah. tickets because otherwise, you know, a lot of these larger call centers, you can call in and they're taking the call and they're sending out the email. Well, every single person in the, in the complex might call because there's a problem. Well, if you don't have an integration, you can't see what, you know, call agent number 44 mm. is doing. So you never know what activities are going on in the neighborhood or in the property that you could use to just say, okay, all right, everybody, this Denver has a problem. Here's the new answer. So that becomes the new, like the, new guideline. the new guideline for the night. It's such a bit, it's such a game changer. Yeah. So I would not use a call center that isn't integrated. So. I want to get to best practices though, because I know a lot of people have guidelines like what temperature is considered too hot where you have to fix the AC, right? Um, so what if somebody says I have asthma or diabetes or a brand new baby? Do you, we're organized enough where we have guidelines for even that guideline, right? I, I was thinking of that when I said something about health. Mm -hmm. um, at, at the highest priority level is their health, the health of the individuals. Um, the place is flooding, but there's no water. Um, that wouldn't be a, an issue. But if they say my refrigerator went out and that's not necessarily an emergency in this particular case, according to the guidelines, our line of question is to try and figure out without giving them the answer, if there's an elderly person, there's a kid, um, uh, their babies uh, in the house, and if that refrigerator something is needed from the refrigerator, like medication, that, yes, medication, breast a, milk, that, that breast milk that could that could uh, uh, be a, a health concern, turn into a health concern. We've had many of those cases. We do get questions from the clients sometimes. Why did this call being a refrigerator turn out to be um, fifteen minutes instead of a minute? Um, we are able to, because of the integration and because of the phone system and NDT, we're able to go immediately back, reference it, and show them why. So we have the recording, we have the reasons behind it, and uh, no more questions. And we're preventing, course, and honestly, I mean, you'd rather pay an extra, you know, a little bit more for a 15-minute phone call than have a Fair Housing Violation or American Disabilities Act problem. And because our people are in our processes are trained for everybody. We're gonna hit those points to prevent that from happening. And we all know the best way to, and it's good customer service too. So the best way to prevent any of those things is to just provide awesome customer service on the front end, and then you don't have any problems. I wanna throw out another tip and trick, something that we learned um, related to emergency calls and weekend calls. Uh, you know, you can schedule a technician to not work Monday through Friday. Friday, You can have them work Tuesday to Saturday. And then you have somebody that's constantly available to get to work tickets right now, emergency or not. If there's an emergency, they can get to it right away, but it can also be building their work queue so they can just get some of the work done that same day. You don't have to have a Monday through Friday um, Schedule. Yeah, we did do that at Wistar, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And I do want to talk about finding good vendors because you deal with vendors mm -hmm. all the time. There are some good vendors and bad vendors. And even if the call center is amazing, if the vendors aren't great, things don't get solved, right? Do you have any words of wisdom on that front? I, I, I have to refer back to not making this, the process overcomplicated. Um, we do have a lot of information thanks to the 100,000 calls that we get a month. 
Um, we know a thing or two about that market, uh, what's working. If we see red flags, uh, we can see those red flags pretty quickly because there's a consistency there. There's a pattern with a, with a, with a vendor that is all of a sudden, not, and, and it's not necessarily the vendor, it, it, it's one technician in that vendor that had a bad week or didn't show, it turns out to be, and we can, um, uh, in, in, in our reporting, we can uh, do a diagnostics and, and see what those uh, patterns are. And we find that it's typically, it's a person that something happened whatever happened but didn't do well that week or that day and created a bunch of uh, uh, issues that uh, turned into uh, uh, problems for the for the client down the line we're able to do that we're able to look at those red flags look at those uh, trends or outliers in in our reporting and and see if something is is Have not we, going do we all. ever do we ever talk to a client and say hey you might want to consider changing vendors um, I can't say that I have. I only point to the data and they, they can read mm -hmm. that information, uh, but I can specifically recall going further in and knowing that it was actually a little bit more than that, that it was actually the, an individual that was dispatched that was called. Well, I do it remember a, few times. a conversation we were having where um, the calls, like callbacks. So if you had some multifamily and there were supers or whatever, and you could tell the super wasn't doing well because people were calling twice for the same problem. And so yeah. I loved that you had like amazing data to share oh, yeah. with the yeah. owner of the property management company. And you're like, you know, you do you, but it was, get callbacks for like everything at this times. building, not this It was building. 38 times, so it was a big red flag. <laughs> Uh, that came up. So. <laughs> but um, it's you know when we get the callbacks, we know that because we know the system works and we know that they're getting the information. So when we and we back up everything, so everything that we say we do, we can back up with an electronic record to ensure that that's the truth. And you can really see some employee problems when you have that that data available to you. By all means, yeah, uh, we're, we're not perfect, but we are able to identify any time something doesn't go according to plan. We're able to identify the root cause, the immediate solution, and the long-term term approach to it. Uh, and it's typically when we agree to something that it's a little bit more than than the basics. When it's t when uh, then then rent manager works great, um, and, and and we try to guide our clients to use it in a oh. way that is the most efficient. Um, so it's typically when we go outside of that uh, approach that we could potentially get into some sort of trouble. Um, so that, that, yeah, that's a nice way of saying that a lot of uh, property management companies uh, use their software very poorly. And we actually have an opportunity <laughs> to fix that. Mm. <laughs> well, or they're buying. It makes it easier, right? It makes it so much easier when they don't have. Yeah, bypassing the system, bypassing the system, it it will come back to. Well, and it costs so much money. So a lot of the times, people don't use the full functionality of one software. So then they buy another software to fix. Oh God, I the problem that. that doesn't actually exist. It's just learning the software more. 
And when we complicate it, because then, then our maintenance is almost always, so like if you use a third-party maintenance software, plus rent manager, um, and then the or accounting, the accounting gets, yes, the accounting gets screwed up. So then you're screwed up in QuickBooks. Yeah. And they need to you, reconcile and That's a whole other topic. And now you're paying for three softwares. I hate that. So, I see it all the time. All the so time. Because most of our clients are, we have, I mean, we talk about rent manager and this thing, but vast majority of our clients are not rent manager clients. I think that's fair to say. For the remote professional service. For the remote professional service. Oh, yeah. Correct. The call center, all of them are, but not for remote. So we see this stuff. And so, it's just, I mean, kudos to everybody that's trying to make their lives easier by layering stuff tons of new software on top of itself um, but you're jumping over dollars to get to nickels and sometimes that kiss methodology keep it simple stupid Absolutely. is like totally the way to go one thing that i do want to make a point because it's like the number one helpful thing in property management especially if you're getting started just have some space heaters available and some window ac units mm. have them ready to go buy them off season and it will save you a lot for weekend calls. That's one of my big pieces of advice. Do you have any other just simple pieces of advice for people to make life easier? Take advantage. Take advantage of the call center. Take advantage of the onboarding process. Take advantage of Ren Manager. Sorry, Ren Manager. It's not the prettiest um, uh, format, but it works. Take advantage of it. Use us. When, if you give us an opportunity to work with you, use us. Tell, ask us how to integrate it, how to do the onboarding, how to use UDFs, how to, uh, what are some of the best practices? Take advantage. We don't charge for onboarding. We don't charge for long-term contracts. If, if it doesn't work, uh, we, we understand uh, things happen. Because and, we know uh, we're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't an infomercial. Yes. It's starting to sound like okay, one, but okay. hey, when we're good, uh, we're good. No, 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 yes, I'm sorry. It's, it's more of a take advantage of um, uh, of, of our knowledge and what we've been through and, um, and, and we will try to keep it simple and, and efficient. Yep. Amen to that. So, uh, Hey Jose, <laughs> uh, have for, fun in New York. Yeah, have fun. Um, and, uh, we'll probably see you here before too long. And thanks for the information. Uh, that's it for this week's Bootstrappers. This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand how the world turns. Contact Gwen or Jeremy at posts at bootstrappers.club or visit our website, anaquim.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thank you and join us next time for Bootstrappers. <laughs>